Okay. All right. Today we're talking about pain versus function, and and what does that mean, Doctor Alex and Doctor Uchez? Pain versus function. Yeah, man. Like so, I don't know. I've been in practice for thirty on years now, thirty years. <laughs> it's been a long time, but uh, I for sure started my practice focusing on pain. Everybody wants to focus on pain. Patients want to focus on pain. Hey, am I feeling better? And the first question we ask when we go in a room, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Yeah. Hey, how did it go last treatment? How's it going? And and that's okay. But man alive, like if we focus on pain, like we know if we do, when we do the analytics, right? When our patients quit us, right? Our patients quit us around treatment three to seven or eight. And they quit. They quit. It's... They quit us against medical advice, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, remember we did the surveys, the survey monkey, and we, and we was like, okay, so, um, you know, why did you discontinue? And then would you, uh, you asked all these questions. Anyway, the end result is, yeah, they quit us against medical advice, but they, 97% would refer families, friends, and colleagues. So it tells you something. They love what you did, but they still quit you when you said, wait a minute, we shouldn't quite quit yet. And invariably, they come back, right? Like at some point right. down the line. So it took me like a couple decades, man, to like just get past that whole, okay, how you feeling? How you feeling? How you feeling? Right. And that's, that's what we've created this whole paradigm of what we do now, the whole functional movement exam and look and, and, and me harping on you guys, right. From yeah. forever and a day, stop focusing on pain. Cause it, God bless every, but everybody does. Every freaking clinic focuses on pain. If you got back pain, Hey, Let's try and reduce back pain. We just, it's, we're just past that now, right? Like the, the healthcare right. evidence and the experience and our clinical expertise has gotten us past that, right? If you got knee pain, chances are it's not coming from the knee. Like you have knee pain for sure, but it's because of somewhere else, right? So, right. That, that was a pivotal, you know, concept to, to understand is, hey, there's your subjective and there's your objective. Subjective, that's how you feel. That's important. But, you know, coming on to the team here, really stress the idea of objective, right? That's measurable improvement. That's going to be more significant. And there are people that you're going to treat them and maybe they progress both at the same time, subjectively and objectively inch together. But more else than not, you'll have either they're improving tons objectively and that's objective, how they're feeling can kind of lag behind or conversely, uh, they feel phenomenal after one visit, which is almost the harder patient to, to keep on board because then you're, well, I actually have some findings here that I need to fix first or else you're probably going to have to come back once this flares up again down the road, right? For better or worse, I've had the luxury of working with patients for 20 to 30 years. And so I've had the luxury of seeing what long-term care does and how it slows the rate of degenerative change as opposed to those people that don't receive care. Like for instance, I've had so many patients I've been working on an osteoarthritic hip for like 15 to 20 years now or an osteoarthritic knee. And we've maintained the level of function and the level of pain reduction, but the level of function more than anything else that even these patients I'm saying, hey, we're through COVID or get in the queue because it's two years. Like if we're getting a new hip or new heat, new knee, or you're at least two years out now, right? So they start to get in the queue, and I've had I've had patients now that have all come to me and said, "Well, 
they totally say you're in, the indication is there is for surgery based on the degenerative change, but you're not pain, not in pain, and the function's unbelievable. Your range is maintained, the health of the joint is there. Given the amount of osteoarthritic change, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it now. That you, you get that luxury after so many years of care, right? But it's the function piece that comes into play. Like when we sit, when we send for surgery, is it based off pain or is it? Yeah, it is, but it's based off capsular pattern, right? Like we, you know, we have to, we know we have to have less than fifteen degrees of internal hip rotation. To, uh, we have to have the capsular pattern in the knee. So clearly, we're focusing our findings when we refer out for you know replacement or whatnot on objective findings, but. You know, patients just love the pain piece. Anyways, let's let's right. let's pull it all together. Maybe well, talk no, about why it's, it's a great point that you made. That is, you, you have the luxury of being in the profession long enough, um, so you so you know, and just it's. I find that there's still word that's being spread around the profession where it's like, no, you you just need this, or you're just not gonna be a runner ever. You never give up running, kind of thing, or. You're never going to do this, right? Just take it easy on that. And uh, there's just too many cop-outs. Like, it's too easy to go, well, aging, right? It's like, yeah, okay. And and it sounds less, it's, you know, it's harder for me and Alex's young guys to be like, eh, you can't just chop everything up to aging, man. But, but you know, you, you try and do that in a sense. That's though, hey? It drives me nuts when you get a patient coming to you. Well, my doctor said I shouldn't run anymore, right? We know... That the the osteoarthritis theories, that the the one that has, in my view, has the most weight is the muscle dysfunction theory, which basically means the whole idea of compression loading a knee or a hip and causing osteoarthritic change, oh, wow, those impact forces are killing you, is crap, right? Yeah. We know that a knee that's healthy or a hip that's healthy doesn't they don't absorb force they redistribute force right this is probably a whole other talk getting into osteoarthritic change and how that all comes about yeah. but your muscles attenuate like 99 percent of that force right like whatever that number is in the bones rest it's it's really not the joint so you know i just spoke up beat by a 94 year old man in new york city marathon the fact remains is that if that dude is having osteoarthritis because of running what's he doing at 94 still running right it's not he's just i saw him he running efficiently right he, he 94 years old he ran a 415 that's not bad that's right good. um and and so the thing is is it comes down to if you're moving properly the body doesn't break down right it's a self-healing mechanism and you're able to absorb the force you're able to redistribute the force and absorb the force and get rid of it and and it's an extremely healthy thing to do if done properly if the joint's healthy so when the joint doesn't become when it's not healthy when you've injured it or whatever's happened to it if you just get it so it's out of pain that's great but if the function hasn't returned to it now it's not going to work properly right and so it's kind of like saying well we'll get the shimmy out of the car but the wheels aren't actually in alignment, but we've just reduced it enough that you're not getting the shimmy anymore. Well, you're still breaking down the damn tires, right? And it's going to wear it out. Like, fix the alignment. Um, and that's that's our job, right? Is like so. And you're you're exactly right. We talk about this all the time, where we have the two, you know, variables that we look at: pain improvement. You know, you're getting better, and the functional piece, right? How's the fu- how's the functional piece? And they don't always go together, right? Like, I get patients that are like getting way better from a functional standpoint and there's still lots of discomfort well that pain signal just hasn't changed yet but it will right right? and then other people that get way better but they're still like their function is garbage right yeah and the interesting thing when you are treating pain is there's a whole neurology aspect of that that people 
you know, maybe don't fully understand, and maybe not, we don't fully understand, um, but you're also, you know, habituating your nerves to, to not feel that pain. That, that's yeah. a whole other concept, though. Yeah, that's not a big one. Yeah, I, I completely agree that there is much more complexity to, like, pain. There's many more facets of it, and, like, perfect example is I had a patient who just came back from Mexico. She was there for two weeks. She has uh, osteoarthritis in both knees. She's going to get them both replaced, like, this summer, next summer kind of thing. And she came back and I didn't treat her for two weeks. She was doing a lot better. Swelling was down. Pain was way, way down. Function was improving. She goes down to Mexico and I'm expecting her to be a mess when she comes back. She's been on the plane, all that kind of stuff. And she comes back and she's feeling amazing. And these, we know these knees are shot. Like they both need to be replaced. And she comes back and she's feeling better than she ever has. And that's because there's so much more to pain than just like physical impact, right? She was in Mexico. She was with her family. She was outside in the warm weather. She like, you know, made sure that she was keeping her knees mobile. She was getting massages, like all these different things contribute to the pain presentation. And so there's so many other things that you need to take into account. And a lot of times I, I tell patients that, their pain is almost like a function of something else. You know, it might be sleep patterns or exercise or diet or all these other things. So you can't just depend on pain to go away when other things are improving at the same time. That's, that's a good point that you brought up, which is, um, cause I had a patient go to the Galapagos islands and we had been treating her hip flexor and her knees for a while. The hip flexor was being a little stubborn. Um, although we were making improvements, but she went to, the islands and thinking that it's potentially going to be worse off. Um, but it was much better. And I said, like, what were you doing? She's like, well, I was swimming a lot. I was like, well, that's a great low impact way to kind of, you know, work the hip flexors, loosen them up, open them up a bit. Um, and so, yeah, immobilizing or, you know, not doing anything certainly doesn't make any issue better. Right. That, that wear and tear model that, uh, Greg harps on a lot just doesn't make any sense clinically. Okay, boy, it's going to bring it all together and do a big promotion for pro proactive. <laughs> well, you're going to have to now. <laughs> so, I mean, look at our vision, right? Live in your 80s like your 40s and 40s like your 20s and then healthier together for life, like to, to live a vibrant life. The fact remains is if we go back into the old model of healthcare and just treat people for pain, we're not true to our vision. We're not true to where people can be. And the proof in the pudding is that look up Google elderly and active together. And it's like ridiculous what you see. You see like 80 year olds on the high bar and like throwing javelin and running marathons. And, and so the fact is, is based on our vision, where are you going to be in your eighties? You know, um, are you going to be that little old man or that little old ladies that's out on the tennis court and that's going to go scuba diving? They're going to go for a bike ride tomorrow than they're golfing. Are you going to be that little old man or little old ladies walking around with a cane or a walker? That's the reality of it. Right. And that's that function piece. That means that, yeah, we want to get you out of pain. That's fantastic. But the function piece is the important part to get you to that, you know, when you're 80, living the lifestyle you want, that healthier together for life. For sure, we know that people have to stay active. You know, that Younger Next Year book, we probably got to do about an hour a day of exercise, of moving, aerobic exercise and resistance training, maybe an anaerobic threshold day in there or something. But we also need a healthcare partner going through life that's going to keep us moving properly, that's going to focus on our function, that's going to make sure that we're working properly so we can stay moving, so we can stay active, so we can do that exercise. 
that's super key. People are going to have aches and pains throughout life. That's great. Pain is just a signal to say, hey, there's something going on. Our job is to find that, hey, what's going on, and to actually fix it and to get, get them moving properly. That's why the healthcare piece is super important, but that's that trifecta of care. If all we focus on is the healthcare side of things, we're screwed, right? Because we can, you know, there's some people I can treat until the cows come home, but man, they're going to leave here and they're going to rip the scab off by sitting at their desk all crappy for 12 hours, right? Or they're sleeping crappy or the posture's crap or their sport mechanics are awful or whatever. And that's why that trifecta of care where we treat and then we figure out and fix their aggravating factors. And then that third component, you know, that whole red cord and physio and the exercise piece of getting them moving properly, getting, fixing up their, their, you know, the, the way they move properly. We combine those, the treatment, the exercise and the aggravate, get rid of the aggravating factors. There's your function. There's your lifetime of benefit. It keeps them going when they're 80. So there you go. I just wanted to kind of puke over you on, on what our vision is because it just, it is what it is now. Like, man, I've been in the game for 30 years, and you guys, you've seen all the literature now. We've been talking about it forever. It, that's, the, that's the way forward. It is just the way forward. If people want to live a healthy life, focus on your damn function and stay active and work, work whether it's us or anybody else, work with healthcare professionals that focus on function and can get you moving properly. That's it. That's it. Mic drop. Oh yeah. Mic drop. Yeah. Love it. Drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of kind of went down a rabbit hole. No, it's it's a, needs to be said, and you know we're asking people to invest in their health, and it's work up front, but the potential payoff is ginormous. Right? Yeah. You wanna you want the second half of your life to be you know fantastic, what you've dreamed of. Well, can be. It is, and it's yeah. e- and it's easy. Like you just have to engage in a healthy lifestyle. And if anybody's up for it, read that book, Younger Next Year, that gives you the concept of exercise and moving. And they probably have it about right, about an hour a day type thing of exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but moving is also, like there's a million books about moving. Yeah. So if you go and exercise for an hour and then you lie down or you sit down for the next 23 hours, well, that's not the best either, right? But in general, like the hour a day of exercise and then regular activities, daily living, and then working with a health professional that's going to keep you moving properly. That's your ticket. That's the ticket. Yeah. So one other point I wanted to bring up here was um, the idea that people generally have the idea that pain is a direct reflection of injury. Right. Right. Um, something I like to bring up is you can rupture a muscle or a tendon, and that's going to be less painful than if you just partially tore that. And and I had the most interesting fella talk to me the other day, a friend of my dad's who completely ruptured his rectus femoris, um, one of his quad muscles, playing soccer. And he's like, bah, just older Irish guy. They didn't go to the hospital, didn't go to the doctor, never go to the doctor. <laughs> and he's like, finally I went, like yeah. six months later, and the guy's yeah, like, what do you want me to do with this now? Right? It's off the bone. <laughs> fully retracted yeah. for a half a year. Um, but I was like, well, you better you better get strengthening and get working on that knee if you don't want to have a ton of arthritis because it's unstable, right? But um, but interestingly enough, yeah, fully ruptured. Didn't give him much grief, right? It's going to cause him issues now, but he's going to have to look after it. Yeah, pain is not necessarily a direct reflection of the injury, right? Because if you do a mid-substance tear of your ACL, right, if you if you tear, the, tear it right in the middle of it, not at the edge where it's attached to the bone and where the cartilage is, like that's uh, – I've had – Athletes have went, I don't know, it just feels a little weird. They don't even know. It just feels a little weird. Remember one athlete, he was, 
after he was cutting a cord of wood, splitting it. You see how my knee kept kind of giving way, but I really didn't feel it. And then I looked at, you know, obviously you do Lockman's and anterior joint, like, oh, okay, yeah. there it is. But it's mid-substance. You don't feel, there's no pain nerve fibers, right, in that. But catastrophic injury, right? Like that's six-month rehab type thing. So anyways, I think the, the take-home point is that pain is, does, is not directly linear and parallel to function. That, if that's a take, if that's one take home, take mm-hmm. that home. It's not necessarily, look at the function piece. That's so important to keeping your body moving. Because if you don't move your body properly, it's going to start to break down. Those joints, so remember we talked about that movement pattern impairment theory of osteoarthritis, of how, you know, if, if something's not working right, it, you know, nor, normal joints, put it another way, normal joints, redistribute force and then the muscles primarily and a little bit of the bones attenuate the force in other words absorb it joints don't absorb force unless they're not moving properly unless they're injured unless the way you move is inefficient now the joints not working properly now it starts to absorb force so what happens bone starts to thicken bone starts to pancake out and flatten Oh yeah, like that's right. Mm-hmm. Sclerosis and osteophytes—all these big words that are—it's basically arthritis. It's just wearing. It's just—it's just accommodating the absorbing of force now. That is, and it wasn't meant to do that. Yeah, and in simple terms, really, if your muscles aren't functioning in balance, in symmetry, yeah, those joints are going to be taking a lot more abuse yeah. when you're when you're using them, and, and that abuse is going to wind up being arthritis or however you want to. And that means fight. see somebody that knows what they're talking about as, as with respect to function and get you moving properly. Mm-hmm. Done deal, right? Done deal. And it's it's a new paradigm in the, in the profession to be looking at it that way, but that is the future, right? Yeah, that, everything's coming out that way now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we nailed all the high points there. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We are moved to improve, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.